Greetings, everyone. As you can see, I'm, I'm not at my uh, ordinary spot. <clears throat> I'll say more about this later. I'm coming to you from Huiholana. And uh, there are a number of people in person in front of me, with me, which is really lovely. So let's begin to uh, sit together for a few minutes.
a Native American elder once said, at ease and silence, the warrior can stand firm and unshaken by the storms of life. If you ask him or what silence is, she will say, the great mystery. at ease in silence. And the great Spanish poet Pablo Neruda wrote, if we were not so single-minded about keeping our lives moving and for once could do nothing, Perhaps a huge silence might interrupt this sadness of never understanding ourselves. You'll enjoy something unusual today, is the people who I'm with, <clears throat> you'll be able to hear their voices. So if, um, Maria, if you would unmute Phil T for a moment, and those of you here, you have your little verses, we're gonna chant the verse of the robe three times together. So please use your voice. I don't think we wanna unmute, because I think it'll cause feedback. Okay, thank you. It'll go through mine. Yeah. Thank you. I forgot about that. Speak loudly and clearly. Yes, everyone ready? Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being.
when we speak about uh, hybrid retreats and hybrid meetings, um, we're experimenting here in person with people. And I, I look away from the screen, and then it seems odd for those of you that I'm used to looking straight on in the screen. But now I'm looking in the faces of people in the room with me. And these are people at, who have been in the gratefulness camp, work camp here at uh, Hui Holana on Molokai. And some of you are quite familiar with this place, and, and some not. But I will say, because it is important, the, the name Hui Holana, there's a, a larger story, but Hawaiian language has many levels of, of meaning. And this uh, name was given uh, by uh, an elder, a kumu, on, on this island. And its first meaning, the one that most people will remember, uh, and hui, by the way, is like a gathering, as we are today. The meaning that most people remember is where inspiration rises up from the heart. And certainly those of us here feel that. It also means to bring into balance, as in, for example, to right your canoe, which would be something in part of uh, Hawaiian life. But it also means the bottom level of the temple of the oracle where offerings are made. So as if we're dropping down deeper and deeper into the essence of both gratitude and generosity and how those two things meet, these people and many more people came to offer themselves to help care for this living sanctuary, which is dear to our hearts. Just like we care for our little house in Austin, which is housed Apamata, but it's the same in your own home and maybe for your own personal altar because everything is actually ordinary, but each thing can become sacred uh, if we treat things that way and everything becomes sacred. And I've watched everyone here, whether they're doing something uh, that looks sacred, taking care of an altar, or doing something like cleaning uh, what bugs leave <laughs> off of things, it becomes a sacred activity. And we've been embodying this practice through our shared generosity, uh, nourished by our shared gratitude. And we've been sitting together each morning, offering ourselves in this way. And there's a, a sign <clears throat> outside um, that we pass by each day. mana, where the soul's best is offered. So it's a Hawaiian message, but this is a universal um, way of practicing. Because these qualities that I'm speaking about are precisely what many of you heard resonating in our All Sangha meeting, which we had this past Sunday, when we spoke about generosity and the generosity initiative at Apamata. Some of you are aware of this. So you know, how does dana paramita, the perfection of giving, the perfection of offering, 
a bodhisattva practice. Promote heart-centered inspiration, where inspiration rises from the heart, supports balance in life as we keep our canoe in balance, and lead us to the deepest levels of the temple of our own lives, where we find ways to make our greatest offerings in the world, giving ourselves wholeheartedly to the life we have been given, and giving ourselves generously to each other. There, there's a, a quote from something that um, Peg had written about the generosity initiative, about generosity in, in general. And uh, John Eric, our board president, read it at our meeting um, last week. It's so beautiful. I want to share it again because it it kind of cues up some other things that I want to share today before we before we speak with each other. It's a, one of Peg's beautiful practices and talents is to be right so clearly. She said, generosity is fundamentally relational activity. It cannot be practiced alone. It establishes connections which are conduits of energy, imagination, care, appreciation, support, encouragement, and attention. True relationality is imbued with generosity that cannot help but flow both ways and even ripple outward beyond the immediate occasion and circumstances of giving. It actually permeates the entire universe, perfuming it with our highest aspirations. It's quite beautiful. And last week, Joel, for those of you that were here, led uh, this time at Inquiry so beautifully uh, around uh, gratitude. And he spoke about gratitude in action being the expression of generosity, just as compassion in action is care, the very foundation of Apamada, our name. And those of the, the people here hadn't seen Joel's inquiry, but as I reviewed it later, since I was, I was busy working, I saw that through his example and his teachings, he inspired people to come forward, to speak about occasions of gratitude, as Peg mentioned, and in the process, unfolding the, the essential teachings in a relational way as offerings to each other. And this is the real skill of a gifted teacher, to allow students to discover and express the Dharma on their own as their own experience, and then pointing to this emerging wisdom and compassion as their own. This is generously stepping aside as liberating intimacy begins to flow. And I'm going to name a couple of things that happened last time for those of you that weren't there. And it's it's a little bit uh, looking in the rearview mirror, but it's so it was so beautiful. It's worth m mentioning um, as we weave generosity and gratitude together. It started with Jessica talking about the impact of Joel's gentle presence on her own life, and we're all aware of this: how someone will be kind to us and care for us and meet us in a way that's unusual and touches us and opens us. Gail then came forward and talked about the simplicity of the most ordinary things, like someone doing all the driving, <laughs> made such a great difference 
It doesn't have to be grand. Bob followed by talking about how kindness sends out ripples, like Peg spoke about also. You may never know what you offer, how it will touch someone, and how it will make a difference. And Joel mentioned that his own good fortune in his life with his family felt like, I loved his image, he said it was like standing under a waterfall of kindness. And I think those of us here sometimes feel that. Wayne talked about <laughs> something that resonated with me, this hoping to do well in your offering, like I am right now. Oh gosh, I hope this lands. I hope this, this makes a difference. And ultimately having to surrender to accepting himself and his own offering and allowing it to be enough. And this is the great turn of gratitude and generosity through humility and care. We realize we, we're not going to change the world, but we can meet this world that just keeps on changing and help each other. Lisa so kindly expressed her gratitude for Joel's intimacy and vulnerability. I see people in front of me right now holding hands, reaching out to each other. Because it's by sharing our own hearts, not talking about things, that, that touches us. And when Joel talked about his brother's untimely death early on from a, an aggressive cancer, so many of us here have been touched. Not just touched, slammed by such a loss. But then he spoke about how it led to the eventual adoption of his son. And once again, a beautiful natural metaphor. He said, it felt like being struck by lightning of good fortune. And then Darcy, no stranger to unspeakable loss, emphasized that she could feel her own gratitude shifting from gratitude for something to gratitude without an object. Just the aliveness of gratitude. Suzuki Roshi once saying, just to be alive is enough. Realizing that we only exist because of everything else. Everything in the universe allows us to live. And at the same time, we have to accept that we live in the midst of it all. The whole beautiful, remarkable, chaotic, horrible universe. Everything. Even those things we don't choose. And Joel reminded us that we don't have to turn our back on these difficulties and these pains, even crushing grief in order to allow ourselves to experience the full impact of gratitude. And we've had many teachers this week here speaking about that, in particular my good friend Tina, not turning her back on what's difficult and inconceivable, and yet allowing the gratitude to flow into that space. I thank you for that. Lastly, Rosemarie spoke about Joel making things safe. She said, for me to be me, And she's told a story in which giving and receiving turned out to be the same thing. As if you've shown, I've shown you this image before, if I hold up a bowl and hold it out, what does that signify? 
And some people will say, well, offering. Well, but it's also receiving, isn't it? It's the same thing. And that beautiful line in the monastic meal chant, no giver, no receiver, no gift, where things fall away. And we're just, for example, here, just working together, just living together, just cleaning up together, just resting together, walking together. So generosity and gratitude start weaving together. I think sometimes uh, with this kind of approach, I feel myself, as Camus said, living to the point of tears, that sort of shaky vulnerability of, I, I, how, how is it my good fortune <laughs> to live this life? So I want to offer something back. So gratitude is a natural expression. But it isn't a self-centered thing. It's full of humility and a sense of care and intimacy. This is actually what's meant by liberating intimacy. It's what it's meant by love. And it's what our connections in inquiry have always been about. And it's the foundation of the new generosity initiative at Appamata. Remember, I, I've said before, I think we come back again and again to inquiry, to our groups, to our sitting. There's so many reasons we can think of, but I think at the, at the bottom, we, we tune in and we click on the link again and we gather together like this over and over to just simply be reminded that it can be this way. That we can live this way. This is possible. Through generosity and inquiry has always been uh, offered by simply by donation. We've never asked for anything. And in doing so, it's become the most widely received offerings through Appamata around the world. I want to read one uh, quirky little story here at the end. So many of you who are Zen students are more familiar with the collection of koans, which are the old uh, ancestor stories, which are often quite perplexing and strange and beautiful because of because they're not, uh, they're not simple. And this is uh, from <clears throat> Case 47 from Dogen's Shobogenzo, for those of you that are interested in such things. And it's about uh, two Dharma brothers, which you've heard us speak about before. Josh spoke about them not too long ago, Guishan and Yangshan. These are Chinese uh, Dharma brothers of a thousand years ago. And one day after uh, sitting like we did, uh, Guishan, he, he gathered his feet in his hands. Maybe he was still sitting on his cushion. I don't know. He pulled up his feet in his hands and he pointed to his sandals. So I guess he must have been getting ready to get up. And he said to Yangshan, all hours of the day, we receive people's support. Don't betray them. all hours of the day. You know, remember this would be in a monastic time where uh, they were supported by the, uh, the community and benefactors. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me, all hours of the day we receive people's support. Don't, don't betray them. And Yang said, Yangshan said, long ago in Sudatta's garden, the Buddha expounded just this. Now Sudatta was a great benefactor 
the philanthropist that supported the Buddha in his day. So Yangshan is saying, yeah, we need to pay attention to our benefactors, those who support us. And Guishan, being the teacher, nudged him. He said, that's not enough. Say more. And Yangshan said, when it's cold, to wear socks for others is not prohibited. It's such a strange statement. When it's cold, to wear socks for others is not prohibited. Touching your own vulnerability, being cold, and your own uh, maybe suffering or difficulty, and responding appropriately to ourselves and others and realizing we're not separate from others. Like care for yourself, care for others. Care for yourself and care for others. Take care of what's in front of you. And that's the way to care for everything. We can't reach everywhere. When we're painting or sanding or building or mopping a floor or sweeping or cutting in the garden here, we're only attending to that one thing. But it's for others. We're... Yesterday as I watched Tina clear an area where her beloved husband's ashes would be interred a bit. The whole world didn't change. But it did. So let's continue to care for each other and for everyone that we love, even if they're no longer embodied. Because when we cherish something, or someone, when we really cherish something or someone, we take care of it. That's the main reason. And we support it. This is the basis of Dana Paramita. So I place myself in your hands. Will you hold me? I'll offer everything that I have. Will you receive it? So I think most of you know where the little button is, if you'd like to raise your hand and come forward. And that also means that <clears throat> anyone here in the room can actually come up and sit next to me and we can talk if they have questions or comments to make, and I, I invite them to do so. They might be shy, just like you feel shy sometimes. But please, please come forward and uh, offer your questions, your comments, your reflections. Now we have Gregory. Hi. Hey, um, what you just said really rang true. You know, I'm my wife and I are getting ready to move to Preston uh, from Denver. Um, and over the weekend, just this last weekend, uh, we had a going away party with uh, some of our neighbors and some of my uh, Dharma brothers from our Zen Center here in Denver. Mm -hmm. And, you know, <laughs> All hours of the day, we receive people's support. Don't betray them. Two of the people that came to our party uh, were people who came to my bedside when I was having a bone marrow transplant a couple of years ago. Mm. And so leaving them is just really, really hard. You know, I mean, 
I know life goes on and, you know, my wife and I are going to have wonderful adventures where we go next. And there's a new gate, there's a new door happening and all that stuff. But I was really reminded when they were there at our little gathering, just um, how much I can't repay them, you know, because they sat holding my hand when I was having cells taken out of me to prepare new cells, you know, it was so, you know, all hours of the day. I mean, yeah, that was exactly me then. So thank you for that. Absolutely. And there's that um, odd kind of uh, paradox that you can never leave them. Right. Because they're in you. And yet on the everyday level, of course you leave them and you feel the grief and the loss. Yeah. I mean, they're deeply transfused into my soul because of that, you know. Yes. And if, yeah. I, and if, I, if I pay attention, so is everybody else. So is everything else. But they're not quite as up there, you know. So that is intimate, right. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you moving to Preston, UK? Yes. That's right. That's right. So you'll be closer to Maria and some of the other folks there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Very much I am. But I'm also sad, you know. Of course. Of course. That's... I've, I really resonate with that, having left Austin and come here. So intimate with my lovely friends here, but, you know, leaving the folks and, in Austin. And this is why I'm so grateful to be sitting with all of you now, because I feel like I'm, as I'm loosening some of the connections I'm having in Denver, I'm starting to grow them, you know, with all of you. And, and I appreciate that. So thank you. And I'll be quiet now so somebody else can talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> <clears throat> help, we all help each other bridge. Hey, Bonnie. Hi, Flint. Hi there. We just had someone here from Madison. Oh, yeah. Sweet. That I'd not met before. She's turned out to be from Madison, so it's great. It is great. <laughs> um, so as is often the case, your offering just hits home in many, many ways. And um, what I want to bring to you is um, Um, I have been noticing, uh, with a dear Sangha, uh, member, friend, what looks to me like just very, very deep sadness. Mm -hmm. And, um, but they have not spoken of it directly. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm really, uh, wondering and sitting with how how do I offer myself to be with? Is it simply just stating I've observed? Is it inviting sharing? Um, and at the same time, it has been my role in life to be the one who hears the deep, you know, the, the deep sorrow. So I'm, for the first time, I'm being cautious in this. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious about your thoughts. Well, you know, the English translation of the name for the Bodhisattva of Compassion, Avalokiteshvara, the one who hears the cries of the world. Mm -hmm. And I know that you resonate with that. Mm -hmm. But also she has a thousand arms and hands and on it different um, implements and symbols 
for skillful means. What's the, you're asking, how can I be the most skillful? And you named a few of the things already, so you really know. The first essential thing uh, we'll underscore is just presence. You know, when Gregory was talking, one of my uh, students in uh, Texas, probably two decades ago, had a bone marrow transplant, a similar thing, because um, she had had a very um, aggressive chemotherapy. So they harvested her cells, gave her the, you know, and when she was in that, that long period of isolation because of her vulnerability, which I know Gregory knows about, said different um, chaplains in the hospital will come visit her. And she said they always, always irritated her because they would come in and say things and try to help. And one day a chaplain came she'd never seen before. And he came in, gently touched her leg or something, you know, in the bed and sat down. Mm. And stayed for a good long while. And when he took a breath, he stood up, he touched her again and walked out. She said that was the most profound spiritual experience she had in her entire mm-hmm. treatment. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not always enough, but that's essential. Mm-hmm. Another thing that isn't too intrusive, because that's part of what you're asking, how not to intrude, but sometimes, this is just me, I'll say, I, I noticed something like on your face, but I can't tell what it is. Mm. Can you help me? I just, I didn't want to intrude, but I just, I noticed something. There's something there. Mm-hmm. Oh, tears. Yeah, that's beautiful. So that touches your heart. Yeah, and so you that, have. But... So that's something that you might might offer, and then just follow gently as you kind of track the person and see how mm-hmm. they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, offering too much too quickly, asking questions too much in the beginning, it is not the, really the entry point. Right. And you know these things, it's just reminders. Yeah. And uh, your, your kindness and your care in asking is an expression of your generosity mm-hmm. in, in checking yourself. Because this person somehow is letting you see something. Yeah. That's their generosity. Yeah. And you're letting them know that you've received their gift as part of your generosity. That's a really good reminder um, of the shared interaction. Because it can be so easy to see it as just me making stuff up or thinking I'm observing something. But the way you just phrased it, oh no, it really is relational. If if they're, yeah, so thank you. Now something is manifesting between the two of you. And right. You're, you're tenderly wanting to know how to hold it and... And keep the little ember alive between the two of you. Mm-hmm. And it, um, it's a uh, mystery. You know, it is like it's a mystery. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 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 
I know that too. <laughs> Can you hear the wave? Now we have Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Flint. Hi, everyone. Um, something I feel gratitude for that over the years, with both you and with Peg, is the poetry you share mm -hmm. and that you read to us. And it'll just kind of waft up out of nowhere, you know, in some relevant situation. And it's pretty special. You know, I can hear your voice too. Sorry, my cat is mad. Um, <laughs> so, she thinks it's time for lunch and I don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, one, of, one of the poems recently that I shared was Utopia mm -hmm. by, by you know who, the name, the Polish is, name. Um, Wisława Zimborska. Yes, Wisława Zimborska. So it's just such a wonderful poem to share. And um, there's where so many people. Sharing, huh? where, were you, where were you sharing it? Oh, let me see. I shared it with a my neighbor here. I live in a co-housing community. Mm -hmm. I shared it with my neighbor who's only been here a few months and who's impatient because she wants to do wonderful things. Um, and she's not sure she's having an effect, uh, enough effect. Mm -hmm. Or this is after a few months. Or whether this is the right community. Or that there might be a better community. Or there might be some better way for her to be spending her time. And she said, well, you know, maybe I have idealized the way things should be. Huh, maybe. <laughs> and I thought, well, yeah, maybe you have. <laughs> so, Lisa, do you want me to read it to you? Oh, I would love it. I would love it because I think I've got it and then I don't. <laughs> that's because it's a poem. Yes, and it works that's on it. me. That, that's right. If it's a good one, it'll keep working on you, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting um, poem because uh, I, I'm not necessarily going to screen share it, but it's um, the, the way some of the words are capitalized is, is interesting. And for those of you that don't know, the, the poem Utopia is obviously suggesting something. And the great poet uh, Wisława Zaborska, who is a Nobel Prize winner from... Um, Poland, and she's uh, died within the last few years. It's a, it's a beautiful poem. So I'm, I'm reading this to, to you, Lisa. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, so she's describing Utopia. And it starts with a description of an island where we are here. Island where all becomes clear. Solid ground beneath your feet. The only roads are those that offer access. Bushes bend beneath the weight of proofs. The tree of valid supposition grows here with branches disentangled 
since time immemorial. And the tree of understanding, dazzlingly straight and simple, sprouts by the spring called, now I get it. The thicker the woods, the vaster the vista, the valley of, obviously. If any doubts arise, the winds dispel them instantly. Echoes stir unsummoned and eagerly explain all the secrets of the worlds. On the right, a cave where meaning lies. On the left, the lake of deep conviction. Truths break from the bottom and bobs to the surface. Unshakable confidence towers over the valley. Its peak offers an excellent view of the essence of things. For all its charms, the island is uninhabited, and the faint footprints scattered on its beaches turn without exception to the sea, as if all you can do here is leave and plunge, never to return into the depths, into unfathomable life. Thank you. There's a lot moving. Thank you for bringing that forward. Into unfathomable life. Sometimes, as you know, it's a uh, important to allow and to tolerate and enjoy the silence. And sometimes, as you know, in my role as a Zen teacher, I'll call on you to see what's here. Surprise. And I, I feel drawn to call on my friend, <clears throat> I know it's a, a surprise, Ed, Sanctious from Kauai. You see him, Maria? He can raise his hand. Yeah, I've got him. <laughs> She'll unmute you there. Yeah, there you go. Okay. What a joy to see you again. Uh, uh, and that pleasure obviously is shared and, and likewise. And um, thankfully, in a couple more days, we'll be able to do this in person again. Yeah, I'll be in this very room with you. Yes. Yeah. This is, is it your first time here on, online? Yes, it is. How's it moving? It, obviously, this is this is amazing and it is wonderful, which is the nature of these things anyway in, in a sangha. Um, it's 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 flowing. Um, it's flowing. There's a there's been a number of different things that have been impactful. Um, there were some things that were, I'm going to go back and listen to it again, because there was so much to, to absorb. Um, and it, it's, it's um, obviously quite amazing how things, uh, the synchronicity of things, there are several things going on um, with other people in my life, as well as my life, um, that revolve around the giving and the receiving. Mm -hmm. And of course, there was conversation about that today. Um, 
some elucidating, some uh, confirming. So the, the, the perfection of being in this, in this greeting, in this Sangha at this time with these people, of course, is, is perfection. Um, so uh, there's a lot of smiling, you know, with the lips and uh, I haven't let the hair grow too long so you can still see my mouth smile. <laughs> um, but we see it coming from your heart. That's what I was going to say. There oh. is an incredible fullness in my heart right now. Um, and that, that sometimes uh, gets hard to express with words, um, but I just want to acknowledge that and share that. And um, as you know, um, there's been more and more writing with me, with my imaging, um, yeah. poetry. And um, that one last poem that you just read, uh, there was something that I had recently posted, and I, I won't go into the long story about the background, behind it, but what you just read, um, the last line of a poem that I had posted with um, a picture on Instagram with the clouds and the sky and the beach and everything. And the last line of that, um, when you finish reading that poem, it just, the last line popped into my head and it made it, it's a, a, trans, a transformation was suggested the last ah. line of it was, I don't know, which was repeating a refrain. Mm -hmm. And after hearing that poem, what came into my soul was instead that line should be now, no need to know. Mm -hmm. And um, there's no requirement. Pardon? There's no requirement. No requirement. Yes. And um, again, I'm a little punch drunk with all of that, um, which is well, perfect again. It's so great to connect, and I'm glad you um, responded to my reaching out and saying, I'd love to hear your voice and bring you into this beautiful community, and I know I get to see you soon, which will be wonderful. Uh, but thank you so much, and uh, anyone who is interested, Ed's photographs and poetry are beautiful Dharma expressions. Thank you. And thank you for having the astuteness and all for sharing that invitation and um, for, for this whole thing being here to participate in. It's, um, it's timely. And um, again, uh, the, you know, freely giving um, what you can and, and receiving what's freely given, uh, a, a great equation. Thank you for your teaching. <laughs> hey, somebody's asking for your Instagram name, Ed. I wonder if you'd be able to put it in the chat for, or you could send it to me and I could send it to this, to, to the person, whichever okay. way you wish to do it. Sure, it, it is just my name, Ed Sanchez, E-D-S-A-N-C-I-O-U-S. -S -S. Mm -hmm. I Great. am a simple man. <laughs> <Somebody>. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Ed. Thanks for letting me call on you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hi, Flint. Hi, Rosemary. And uh, hi. Thank you so much for the um, for all of it, and in particular for me today, the relational aspect of it all. Um, as I sat this morning, so many of you know that I'm um, approaching the end of the year, retiring my practice, and um, yesterday I had. Um, a meeting with my financial advisor who basically said, you're fine. And um, 
So as I was sitting today, I've uncharacteristically felt restless. I can I go to lunch now? You know, that kind of thing. And um, a few things brought me back. One is I could, I can celebrate now. I don't really have to think of the, I can celebrate now. And that was good. But then the, the, the things, the upsetting thing was, I don't think I can do this alone. And then I thought, well, you can feel like you're alone, but you're really not. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to incorporate that reality because my feeling is a misperception. Yeah, you can feel lonely and you're never alone. Yeah, and I feel, I mean, I feel so great. I feel so grateful to um, you and the Sangha and all my Dharma friends. Um, This year and a half has been, you know, real preparation to be held into this next transition it doesn't take the fear away but it relieves it a lot to think of what's really there for me to receive yeah and you're being held yeah i'm kind of getting it so that's that's helpful really helpful for the fear thank you and our in our morning circles here over the past week when we would we would speak one person would bring a little a prompt or something each morning just for the for the group and and on valentines of course uh, we were asked to say one word that came to our mind about valentines and uh, the one that i said as we went around was a rose and i thought of you <laughs> thank you rose maria dear red so you were there even though you didn't know, but that's one of the ways, see, you're never alone. Yeah, I'm getting it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone. Now uh, we have Jan and Duncan. Good evening. <laughs> Hello, Flint. <laughs> Lovely to meet with you. It's me that raised my hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but buy one, get one free. I know, I do. <laughs> um, I um, wanted to express my gratitude um, for this uh, community, for... Um, for the poem that Liz Tucker shared two weeks ago. Oh yeah, the swaha about the fire. The swaha. You know, I, you know, you, you were saying earlier about how um, we don't know how ripples move. Mm-hmm. You know how uh, we affect and <clears throat> people, and um, and how that that talk. Um, that Joel had prompted Trudy to to offer a talk to our group on gratitude. And um, then in a breakout room, um, myself and two other Sangha members talked about Swaha and how they'd been touched by that too. Um, 
and it feels such a um I've heard the term before, but it really touched me in a way, you know, so be it. And, so be it. Yeah. You know, can I bring that to the most difficult bits of my life? Um feels really valuable to to hold it. Well, it's, it's essential if you don't want to um, invite unnecessary suffering. Yeah. Because it, it will all come eventually. Mm. Okay, we mm. meet it, uh, not with passivity, but with a willingness to, ch to choose our life, mm. to choose what's coming and then respond. Yeah. To, to choose it, whatever it is, to not turn away from the experience that I have some, I'm holding some dread for, maybe dread's too strong now, but you know, I'm there's a real sort of practice edge of, um, yeah, can I, can I enter into that intimately and, and, and respond in the moment without fear? Or even if you feel fear, to mm. accept that. Mm. Oh, so be it, fear. Yeah. So yeah. be it, a limited way to turn toward things. Yeah. And to forgive yourself and accept yourself deeply. Otherwise, it can it slides easily into mm -hmm. self-judgment. Mm -hmm. So I just want to add yeah. that. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's helpful. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Good to see you both. Yeah. And Thank it's you. also a very good... It's a very good uh, cue for our final verse, too, for practice principles. So. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll cue up my local people who chant with us. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering. Holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher. Being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering. Holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher. Being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering. Holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher. Being just this moment, compassion's way. And before we hand it over to um, Maria, I want you to um, take a, a look at something really quickly. I'm going to stay right here. Come up here. Gather around me. Just pile in. So you can see who you've been with. They've, they've been able to see you. see all these folks. Bye. 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 Stay, stay right here while Maria 
says her bit. Hang on, I think I'll keep you on spotlight as well because it's just such a lovely image for everyone to see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you everyone for being here and thank you Flint and everyone that's with you for making the verses sound so melodic. Hearing all your voices together was just... Yeah, it was just beautiful. It really resonated and yeah, it it was a lovely thing. So thank you so much for that. And, uh, and if you'd like to um, make a contribution to Appamada, please do go to the website at Appamada. Oh, I've lost my train because I'm just looking at these beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> Appamada.org forward slash contribute. And there you'll find an opportunity to offer Dana to teachers such as Flint and Peg, and also to um, sign up for a monthly contribution to uh, Appamada or a one time contribution whichever you feel you'd you'd wish to do so thank you all so much for being here it's been lovely and it's just lovely seeing all those faces <laughs> thank you thank you and if you'd like to continue to meet and share please do stay right where you are and we'll continue to meet for a further 30 minutes so i look forward to seeing some of you thank you all so much bye everybody bye, bye.